Welcome to Joy in Learning, a podcast from the Harley School in Rochester, New York. We're an independent school for nursery through grade 12, where there's always lots of interesting learning going on for us to share with you. For this episode, I spoke with Thomas Warfield about his upcoming Common Speaker series, specifically about being open to new opportunities. Okay, so I'm here with Thomas Warfield. Thomas, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So we've been talking a little bit before we started recording about your background, but I, I understand more specific to the talk that you're going to be giving this week that you have a pretty remarkable background. Uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about it and, and sort of how that idea of saying yes uh, in your past led to where you are now? Well, I, I've been fortunate, so I say that off the start. And I think that I um, learned to say yes. I think we don't actually especially in this society, maybe, in the way we're socialized, we say yes to certain things and then other things are real no. And um, it kind of depends on, well, your upbringing, I guess. But also society will say, well, you know, for example, boys don't do this, girls do this, and that kind of thing. Um, or wealthy people go here and do this, and people who don't have that money don't do that. So I never really had that kind of... Uh, um, upbringing. My parents always said, uh, you know, you, you think about your parents and they say things like, you can grow up to be whatever you want. Well, my parents always said, you can grow up to be everything you want. Wow. It's just a little different connotation to it. Mm -hmm. And I think it imprinted on me differently. Um, so saying yes was just a matter of uh, daily life. I, I wanted to do something and I said, oh, okay, let's try that. And, um, and in a way, that's how Thing. Now, the only thing that I didn't say yes to was at four years old, my mom started me in piano. I actually had no <laughs> choice. And I actually had no choice for the next 10 years. So, um, But I'm grateful now that she said yes to that. Um, but all the other things that I've sort of done with my life have all been about my stepping into opportunity and sometimes creating the opportunity. Um, for example, when I was a young, oh, I don't know, seven or eight, there was an opera company here called the Opera Theater of Rochester. And I was in that as a kid. And I remember one day watching the dancers in the, the opera, uh, Carmen. And I thought, I said to my mom, I want to do that. And so she opened the phone book and found a dance school, and I started dancing. So, you know, and then I had a career as a dancer. So, I mean, in, in a way, I followed my intuition, even though I was only, you know, a kid, little kid. But um, I think my parents were strong believers in cultivating, uh, well, nurturing the idea that kids do have a mind of their own and sort of imagination, and that imagination needs to be nurtured, and um, and so they were they were they were very good with that, actually. Um, Are there times in your adult life where you said yes to things that that maybe opened doors that that wouldn't have been open otherwise? I find for myself that I, I often think maybe I need to say no just because of a of a standard sort of busyness thing and, and that, mm. that kind kind of tends to be part of our culture um, yeah. but this idea of saying yes to, to open up new paths 
it can be contrary to that, but but can you think of times in your oh, past sure. where, where so, that's been helpful? A wonderful example of that is when I finished college. So I went to college, uh, SUNY Purchase, and I was a dance major. And uh, I was being groomed, in a sense, to go into the Merce Cunningham dance company. That's my body type and everything, you know, my ballet background, all that. And in our my senior year, we had a, a trip to Hong Kong and Macau as part of an international dance festival. And I fell in love with Macau. And at the end of my senior year, um, one of the Chinese dance companies in Macau invited me to join them. Wow. And, you know, despite all of my teachers trying to persuade me <laughs> against doing that, um, I did it, and I moved to Macau. And, you know, it was at a time when um, I was getting a lot of praise in the patent of New York Times and different things, and, and it was, a, it was a, my time, really, you might say. But I chose to do what I felt rather than which is kind of how I had always done things, so it just seemed to work for me. But that uh, working in Macau, um, you know, led to a, a myriad of things that I, I'll go into in my talk, I guess. But basically, I fell in love with the Chinese culture. I learned a little Chinese. Um, I was a I was a member of a Chinese dance company, the only non-Chinese person. And actually, in Macau, there were only two other black people in the whole wow. city-state. So it was, a, it was an odd situation in a way, but a learning. Um, but anyway, what happened um, uh, was that I ended up on, on tour with them one time in China, and I had this experience there um, near Mongolia that kind of changed my whole life. And uh, I'll tell that story, you know, in my talk. But um, basically, it, it, it propelled me into thinking about my artistry in a way that was global and um, and maybe a little beyond the dimension of theater stage um, idea and, and moved me into a different direction. It led me to starting a company called Peace Art International that went all over the world doing these projects on world peace using the arts. Uh, it led me to uh, meeting Leonard Bernstein. It led me to having conversations with Mother Teresa. So, I mean, it really propelled me into a whole world just because I took a different path. I said yes to something that seemed like a no. Um, except I felt it would be something interesting. And I, I think that's part of it. It's that saying yes, really, for me, has been about curiosity. So, I mean, I think there are times we have to say no to things, but that's not that yes and no is not really what I'm talking about. The yes that I'm talking about is saying yes to imagination, to wonderment, to... Um, well, curiosity. And, and it's the curiosity, I think, when you step into that and allow it, it sort of creates opportunity or it opens you to opportunities because you're kind of open. And then those opportunities kind of make a, well, give you potential or possibilities. And so those possibilities really are the thing. Striving for those possibilities, working on those possibilities, and molding those possibilities is really, to me, what our lives are about, you know? And so that's what I've been doing. So you touched on it a little bit, but 
do you have a way of sort of framing situations like this that might be helpful for others who might not naturally be open to uh, to exploring those opportunities? Um, I, I think it would it can be healthy for folks who might otherwise be closed off. Are there are there is there a mindset that you have or that is a way such that you a marvelous look at question? Um, I think that is such a great question. I don't know, but well, here's what I think. I guess um, in our daily lives, we have to do these little. Um, you have to kind of practice this. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're driving to work and you always go the same way. If you went a different route, that you had a place you've never been, a way you've never been, that in a sense is saying yes to something, oh, an opportunity, because you don't know what's around the bend in a certain way. Um, and it's little things like that, or or if you go to an ethnic festival, you've never been there, or you eat an ethnic food, or you try something, you try dancing, or you try learning a, or not even learning an instrument, just playing an instrument, even if you aren't taking lessons. Those things kind of open parts of us, I think, that are not closed per se, but I think are not, um, are unutilized. And so if you do this as a, as a practice, I think when you get to the bigger questions, um, it's a little easier because you've had practice of how to do this. I, I do think, right, that we are not, most of us, um, programmed or to say yes to all of these opportunities and to you know be curious and I think as children we are and then somehow we get socialized out of it or something or it gets a little bit closed off I guess but if you do these little in a sense they're little exercises and they're they're sort of teaching you or reteaching you uh how to be curious and, you know, opening you up to the wonderment that, uh, the wonder that's just around you already. I think that that's a perfect way to look at it. And one great way that people can start to do that is by coming to hear your whole talk (laughs) next Wednesday at 630 here in the Commons. This was wonderful. I can't wait to hear the entirety of of what you have to say. I think it's going to be really changing for some people. Thank you you again for taking time to talk with me. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for joining us today on Joy in Learning, the Harley Schools podcast. We look forward to sharing interesting stories, discussing educational topics, and exploring ideas with you on our next episode. See you again soon.